it just like to have fun. Okay, here's what we're going to do then. I'm going to start us out. And everybody that knows Mary Kay enthusiasm, we're going to sing it, okay? One, two, three. I've got that Mary Kay enthusiasm. Down in my Wow, those women do not sound overly enthusiastic to be singing the Mary Kay Enthusiasm song. Um, so I found that clip on YouTube in some of the... I found that clip on YouTube in some of the research that I was doing. And essentially what it is, is it's women sitting on a coach bus... Um, coming back from an event for Mary Kay and uh, the woman with the microphone not super clear on who she is or um, what her role is but yeah she's essentially kind of hyping the women up in the bus by singing sort of like an old school song that they used to sing at conferences called the Mary Kay Enthusiasm Song. Maybe they still sing it at conferences, I'm not sure, but it doesn't really sound like it from based on that video. Um, but yeah, uh, the very first pyramid scheme that we will be tackling is Mary Kay. So welcome to another episode, guys, of your pyramid scheme is showing. Um, the reason I chose Mary Kay as our first episode is because if you did not sell Mary Kay in the 80s, you 100% know somebody who did. Or you were personally victimized by one of their makeup parties. Uh, because that's kind of what Mary Kay was famous for. Was um, the like makeup parties where sort of these women would invite their friends over and they would try on... these women would invite their friends over and try on makeup and that's they would sell it and then eventually um get women to join Mary Kay under them and so Mary Kay was also super famous for those pink uh Cadillacs which we'll talk about later on because those are very interesting actually no my ex uh his mom's friend actually worked for Mary Kay for a very long time, made a great earning at Mary Kay uh, because she got in super, super early and she actually has one of the pink Cadillacs and she still drives it to this day. So do with that information what you will. Um, 
but yeah, for those who don't know, Mary Kay is a multi-level marketing company, or as we like to call it on the show, a pyramid scheme. Um, however, Mary Kay was uh, based on information from uh, Direct Selling News in 2018, uh, the sixth largest network marketing company in the world. Um, and that should blow your mind because um, in America alone, there are 500 multi-level marketing companies or pyramid scheme companies that are registered. And so in the U.S., Mary Kay has a wholesale volume of $3.25 billion. Um, and that is not because they sell great makeup. However, it is because they recruit women to buy makeup from them and then resell it. So just keep that in mind. It's not because they have stellar foundation and skincare. Um, so yeah, so the company was founded by Mary Kay Ash in 1963. Um, and currently the company is being run by her son, Richard Rogers. And so basically what Mary Kay sells, like I said, is makeup and skincare. They sell um men they have a men's line as well i found out which is very interesting to me but i guess they figure if women are buying it and reselling it for them they probably would be able to kind of get their husbands boyfriends brothers dads whatever to use the men's skincare line so oh, oh my goodness I did not sleep well guys at all last night just as a heads up I'm gonna be cutting out a ton <sighs> a ton of yawns in this show I will keep that one in just to prove a point but I will be trimming so many yawns out of this which is so embarrassing it's literally 4 45 in the afternoon and I can like barely keep my eyes open but the show must go on. Also, I'm just going to keep digressing because obviously I have talking points for the show and things that I want to touch on to, you know, prove a point and talk about this. But um, also just know me as a person. Um, and I love to digress because I have a million thoughts that run through my head at any given moment. Honestly, what was I just talking about? Oh my god. That is so gonna bother me. Damn. Okay, well, anyways. Um, wow, people listening to this are gonna be like, you were just talking about XYZ and you're really not gonna touch back on that topic because your brain is all over the place. But yeah, anyways, as you can tell, based on this absolutely scattered conversation that I'm having by myself, by the way, um, in my bedroom, <laughs> very professional, uh, you can tell that I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, but yeah, so Mary Kay is a uh, beauty and skincare company. Um, and so this woman who started this company, um, I was watching uh, a 60-minute interview about her and essentially... I can appreciate where the founding of this company kind of came from. 
So essentially what she was saying in this interview is that Mary Kay, being she, um, Mary Kay was basically saying in this interview that like as a, as a byproduct of the mid-90s, which was not a great, early to mid-90s, which was not a great, did I just say, as a byproduct um, of, you know, like the early to mid-1900s, that was not a great time for women and women's rights. Um, you know, we were, women were still expected to be in the home, you know, still expected to rely on their husbands. Um, there was a lot of not great relationships going on. People didn't really talk about abuse then, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. So Mary Kay was essentially saying in this interview that the reason she started this company was to allow women the freedom to kind of, you know, work for themselves, have a job, have their own money, get out of the house, meet other women. Like truly the, the root of why she started it, I can understand. However, it being a pyramid scheme is the part that I do not understand because if you really wanted to help women, you would just hire, you would just have a beauty company that hires women and, um, maybe only women, um, to sell your products. However, you know, as a company that does that, the thing about selling products as a company is that you take on a lot of liability. All of those products you're trying to sell are a liability. Um, and so I'm sure Mary Kay in her research, because, you know, in order to start a business like this, you're not, you cannot be an unintelligent person. Like I'm, I'm sure she's very intelligent and very well versed in the various types and forms of businesses. And she definitely consciously chose to make her company a multi-level marketing company. And it's probably because when they, when she did sort of her business case, business analysis to try to figure out maybe her, what her profit would be, things like that. She probably saw that you know, she's taking on a ton of this liability. What if it doesn't sell? What if it doesn't do well? Um, and so instead she realized that if I have women hire other women and they're expected to buy the products, they're expected to then, they expected to buy the product from Mary Kay and then resell it. Um, then that guarantees that they do not hold that liability for long periods of time. And instead, it's those women taking on that liability. So I think that's very fascinating. But I, I just think it's interesting how um, in this documentary, she was so adamant about, you know, like giving women independence, giving women freedom, giving them blah, 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 blah. And like, really, you're, you're doing the opposite. Like you're putting women who, for the most part, are already disadvantaged um, in a really horrible state financially. And especially um, in the 80s is kind of when this was blowing up, Um, especially from the 60s to the 80s. Like those were not great times for women and, um, you know, especially women who are in horrible relationships and their partners were awful to them. Like divorce and things like that were not widely accepted, you know, during those times. And so I think it's really crazy that you know, recognizing that women sort of needed a step up 
instead what you end up doing is pulling them back down. And so I, I thought that was a very interesting um, thing to see Mary Kay say is that she was interested in empowering women when Mary Kay, the company, does not empower women. And I have lots of examples of it not empowering women later on. Um, but also in my research, what I found was, uh, like a training manual, some kind of training slash marketing manual, which kind of outlined, you know, there was different, um, worksheets you could fill out. Like here are the people that I've contacted. Did I get a response? Yes or no. What, what am I going to do to follow up? Um, and there was all kinds of other things like, uh, you know, invoicing sheets and things like that. But, um, in in that there was also there was also some very interesting like tidbits so basically in it the document starts off with the company mission which like i said um the company mission is to enrich women's lives with an unparalleled business opportunity um again I, you know i'm not going to beat the dead horse but like come on like this is doing neither this is neither of those things this is not enriching women's lives, and it is not an unparalleled business opportunity. Uh, it then also goes on to claim that Mary Kay is not a multi-level or a pyramid scheme company, which unclear why. Um, it's instead said it instead says sorry that it is a direct sales company, which is literally just another word for pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing, like whatever. Um, But it goes on to simplify it even more and say that the Mary Kay business model has two steps. So the sale you make to consultants and the sale the consultants make to their customers. So the first one there is key. The sale Mary Kay makes to consultants that is like exactly how a pyramid scheme company would describe their sales process. They sell to their consultants and the consultants then sell to the clients. <laughs> like what? Um, so basically to make money with Mary Kay, you sell product. So um, again, this is kind of all information that was found in this booklet on the internet um i think i also found it on the finance guys website um i can't remember if that's exactly his website but i'll link it in the description of this video of this video of this podcast um so basically to make money with mary Kay, like i said you have to sell product and so as a consultant you purchase mary Kay products at half of the retail price so you get the product from mary Kay, 50 percent off um, which means in theory, you would earn like up to, I guess, 50% commission on any of the sales that you make. Um, but even with that, you would have to sell like a ridiculous amount of product annually in order to make money. So if you think about that, so if you even wanted to make $50,000 a year, what you have to do is 
first of all, you have to spend that money. Um, so if you want to earn an income of $50,000, then you have to find enough customers to buy $100,000 worth of Mary Kay. So, and, and even if for whatever reason you have this great clientele base, um, and they do buy that volume of product from you, um, however, at Mary Kay, because you own the product, when customers buy from you, you are responsible for delivering the product to that customer. So that would take time and money in order to do that. So even if you are making, let's say, $50,000 a year, you would lose some of that already in travel costs, shipping costs, whatever that may be. Um, However, this is not the only way that you make money from Mary Kay. You also make money when you, and as they call it, share the opportunity. And so, um, according to this sort of training brochure, whatever it was, um, sharing the opportunity gives Mary Kay consultants unlimited earning potential. So, classic pyramid scheme, you join this company, you recruit people, and then you begin to make commission off of their sales. So, um, you know, it's, it's depending, it depends on how big of a, um, recruitment network you have, but essentially you could get between four and a 13% commission on any sales that your downline generates. So anybody underneath you, you could earn four to 13% commission um and so I mean you know they just made all these claims saying that they are not pyramid schemes and they're not multi-level marketing however they are somehow functioning exact for a non-multi-level marketing company they sure are functioning like a multi-level marketing company um which is crazy Uh, However, also in this booklet, you can find the list of the top 100 commission earners. Um, And maybe I'll link that too because that is, it's truly the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. I haven't done a ton of research on other pyramid schemes, but I have never seen something like this for other pyramid schemes. Um, It's definitely going to be something that I'm going to like make a point to look for for other companies because like, That is the most interesting, most telling thing I've ever seen. And so, um, basically, so, yeah, like I was saying, so in this booklet, they have the top 100 um, income earners. And so in order to be on this list, you have to have a status of sales director um, with Mary Kay. And so in order to get that, um, your monthly commission can range from 5,800 to 16,900 um, which is, that's great money. Like if you could guarantee me that I would make even the $5,800 a month working for a pyramid scheme, like if you could straight up guarantee that to me, I'm not even going to front. Like I would be knocking on, on that door immediately. Like, yeah. Um, so however, it's clear that, you know, life's good at the top, right? 
and those people are making money um probably not having to do a lot of work because usually in companies like this once you hit a certain level you sort of have you sort of stop having to actually sell the product and um do a ton of recruiting um it's more so about kind of maintaining your downline um which is again another telltale sign of a pyramid scheme is that all you you know they're not really doing a the same work that the people at the bottom are doing. Um, So the only thing that's even more interesting is so we obviously know based on this training handbook that, you know, the people at the top are doing well, but it is extremely difficult to find um, earning information about people not at the very top, not the best of the best. And I think that that is the most telltale sign that a company is not legitimate. Is if trying to find the annual earnings for the different levels that they boast about is challenging. And so the the most interesting part is that they actually don't release their compensation for levels um, in the U.S. They only release it for Canada. And so the reason that they only release it for Canada is not because um, they just love Canada more. Um, However, uh, I'm assuming it's because they probably in the U.S. don't have to report publicly the uh, commission of these people in the U.S. and that Canada is probably forcing them to. And so if you electively decide to not release commission numbers in another in one country um, because you don't have to, again, not a great look for you. Um, so basically, if the Canadian copy um, of the earnings, so these are the Mary Kay 2015 earnings, so the Canadian commission for 2015. And so basically, the sales force... Um, and when I say Salesforce, I think that's the bottom tier. So just joining in, um, Salesforce, um, it could mean the whole company. I'm not 100% sure it's, it's very hard to find information about that. So there's 34,600, um, that people that are accounted for in these numbers. So those who earned over $100 and keep in mind, this is annually, this is for 2015, out of 34,000 people, those who earned over $100, 1,941 people, which is 5.61%. Take that in. Only 5.61% of your total Canadian sales force makes over $100 annually. So if you earn, so for those who earned um, over 19,000, it was 254 people, so 0.73%. And again, this is annually. Um, those who earned over $100,000 annually in Canada, out of 34,000 people, 11, 11 people earned over $100,000, so 0.03%. And just keep in mind too so this makes what is this seven percent a little less than seven percent 
5.16 plus 1.73 plus uh, 0.03. Yeah, that's like less than 7% of your entire Canadian sales force in 2015 earned over $100. So what that means is that all of the rest of those people earned less than $100 for the 2015 year. That is so messed up. Yet, these companies boast that you work for yourself, you can make a living, you never have to report into anybody. Like, listen, if all I'm making is $100, I am a-okay reporting into somebody else. And, like, even, like, $19,000, like, that's not chump change by any means, but that is not, unfortunately, that is not a livable wage. You could not live off of $19,000 for a year. And that's crazy. So um, essentially, like where, if we go back to this handbook or this training manual, whatever you want to call it, they're saying that this is an unparalleled business opportunity, that they're empowering women. They're in the business of empowering. No, you're not. You're not. Like... In Canada, 19 out of 20 Mary Kay consultants earned less than 28 cents a day. That's the math in Canada in 2015. And like, then if you also look at it, and again, this is from the finance guy, in 2015, less than 6% of Mary Kay consultants earned more than $9 a month in commission. $9 a month. And we, like, look, we know too that it's not that these women are not working hard. I said it in the last episode, like, I'm not here to shit on these women. These women oftentimes are in very tough situations and they're looking for extra money. They're looking for an opportunity, looking for even just a support network. And they're being told by these uplines that they're going to make, like, they're going to have this great opportunity. There's so much that they can do. Like, they're going to be able to work from home. They can, uh, they're their own CEO. They own their own business. $9 a month in commission. And these women do not sit around. Social media marketing is like a 24-hour job. And we can see that even from people who are actually successful, like influencers. They are constantly on social media. But, you know, high reward for them. For these women, like, so... That's like barely a Starbucks coffee, like barely. And I just, I don't love that. I don't love that they're taking advantage of these people. Um, now, it does also say in the same document that the vast majority of the independent sales force members' um, primary source of profit is selling product. Um, and so, you know, Mary Kay does say that the best way to make money is through retail sales. Um, and so um, in the quick facts section of the website, the we can also see the annual global sales figures. Um, and, you know, you can assume that all consultants sold all product for the maximum retail profit of 50%. And so um, based on this, the finance guy sort of, uh, did some math. And so basically what you can see in Mary Kay is that global wholesale sales is $4 billion. So Mary Kay sold $4 billion 
in um, product, essentially. And so in the world, there are 3.5 million Mary Kay consultants. And so still, with all of those numbers, if you consider, you know, you make all of your money or you make the majority of your money from retail sales, maybe not necessarily recruiting, you make it all from retail sales, um, they're making $4 billion in sales. That's, that's what they sell annually. There's 3.5 million consultants. The retail profit per consultant, and keep in mind, annually, is $1,143 if you use that math. So again, like, conning these, and not to mention, Mary Kay is one of the worst because it requires you to hold product. So some other companies are heavier into recruiting, and usually that means that you're not always required to hold product. Maybe you pay different fees, whatever, but Mary Kay is one of the ones where you are required to hold product and deliver it. So you have to buy the product at 50% uh, markdown, resell that product, and once you have made that sale, you then have to haul ass to who knows where or ship it and deliver it on your own. Like, how crazy is that? And you do all that work, you do all that networking, like uh, social media networking, You do all of this work 24-7 and all you get is $1,100 a year. And that does not consider the amount of money you spent all year buying product to then resell. So that's the other thing we really have to keep in mind when we look at the finances of these pyramid schemes is that when they tell us what people are making annually, they are not um, subtracting you know, like the average amount that they spend on these products. And I think that is twisted. And I think that that is very um, unfair to not tell people that, okay, hey, you know, even if you think making $1,100 extra cash a year is great, and I mean, all the power to you, money is money, like no disrespect, but they don't tell you the amount of money they've had to spend in order to even make $1,100. And that is so, so not genuine. And so I think my favorite part about like sort of looking through the finance guy's um, reports that he does, that his team does on these companies is they... Um, make a point to kind of say, can you make money with these different pyramid schemes? And so that's a segment that I'll definitely be going through with each pyramid scheme because I think it's really important to talk about this. You know, like, can you make money with Mary Kay, essentially? Um, And so basically what uh, he's saying is it's possible to make money, but it is highly improbable that you will turn profit at Mary Kay. Um... And so his stance, and it's the same stance that we share here at Your Pyramid Scheme is showing, is that you can't make money with a pyramid scheme because it is a model that makes good money for the product providers and not 
the product sellers because when you are a product seller, you end up losing money because like I said, you you own the liability of that product. And so um, basically what he's saying is that, you know, if you look at the financials that we've all just talked about, the average retail profit made by consultants is less than $22 a week and less than 1% of consultants in Canada. And again, because we only have the Canadian numbers, uh, made more than $1,600 a month in commission. So less than 1% of the consultants, let me say that again, made more than $1,600 per month in commission. And so those are not good odds, my friends. And I'm sad to say this because in theory, these opportunities sound fantastic. Like, and I get it. You know, we've all had jobs that we do not like and we're desperate and we want to make money, but we don't want to have to, you know, be dealing with all these people that, that come with working at big corporations, but less than 1% of consultants make basically a living wage from Mary Kay and like you know even if you are a part of a team the person who's recruited you is most likely to focus more so on those who are doing well and not those who are struggling so you know if you're new and you're struggling it's not necessarily going to be the case that the your upline is supporting you through that and I think that's really important to make note of as well because um you know, the majority of people aren't making money. So in theory, they're not doing well. And so if you're not doing well, you're less likely to be noticed by your upline, which it should be the exact opposite, to be honest. Um, but, you know, the problem with direct selling or multi-level marketing, pyramid schemes, all one and the same, is that it's endorsing recruitment. And, you know, what we know from basic business is that um, the demand for a product has a shelf life. Um, adding more salespeople does not increase the amount of sales. It, what it does is it decreases the pool of people that you can make sales to. And so, you know, the more you recruit, the more money you're taking away from your salespeople. And that means the less money you're going to make per consultant. Um, and so Mary Kay, however, as an organization, obviously does not care about this because again, driving it home, because this is the most important thing to consider is that they don't care that they're um, saturating the market with their salespeople because they are not selling to customers. They're selling to their salespeople. And so as long as their um, salespeople continue to recruit, Mary Kay as a company is going to continue making money. However, their salespeople and their recruiters are going to continue making less and less money. And so, you know, that that's the part that's probably like the most fucked up. Um, and we know that all of this is true because there is literally a book called market my god i cannot speak multi-level marketing unmasked and in that book we know that 99.7 percent of people who join mlms end up losing money 
And so if you're thinking to yourself, I would love a job where I sell makeup because I love makeup. I want to go around and talk to my friends and, you know, be an influencer and show off things on social media and just like live my life, not have to like report into the man every day, (laughs) not have to like wake up and do this nine to five shit every single day. Because trust me, I have been there. The deeper that I dive into pyramid schemes, it's it's really a dangerous game. The deeper you dive into it, the more exposed you become to it. And I think psycho like I almost said psychologically, psychology. I think something psychologically is at play, where, you know, part of you does think like you know what maybe these people are onto something, but they're not. And this is what is bringing me back down to earth because you guys I'm not gonna lie like there is something so incredibly appealing about making your own hours about um you know getting to like you know you don't have to sit at a computer all day you can work in spurts shut things down for an hour go for a walk at any time that you want but you know that's what these people who work in pyramid schemes are told to do they're told to make it rosy make it look great because then it recruits more people and these companies make more money by selling to those recruits and so just just keep that in mind that whatever you hear these people say on social media it is so highly unlikely that you will make any money from multi-level marketing just keep this thought in your brain 99.7 percent of people end up losing money that is the value you have to keep in your head And to think that you will be the 0.3%, I'm sorry to say this, is so naive. And it's so ignorant to think that. And, you know, I hate saying that because obviously there's people out there who have dreams, but it is so, so unlikely. So just, just keep that in mind. I just wanted to share that because I feel like maybe not we've all been there, but I have definitely been there in doing this research. Um, so yeah, like I've never been to a Mary Kay event. However, I have been to other, um, multi-level marketing scheme events. I think I talked about that in the last episode. Um, and so when you do attend one for Mary Kay, of course, typical spiel, they'll tell you that, you know, this business is for everybody. Um, the more that you, um, you know, the more work you put in, the more you help yourself. Um, but there is no such thing as a business model that works for everybody. And I think that's something that you need to keep in mind as well, because, you know, they say multi-level marketing is for everybody and that's not true. Like I said, not a single business model is for everybody. Sales is not for everybody. Traditional, um, you know, hierarchical, Offices are not for everybody. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Like that, that is a false narrative to tell people that there is a single business model that is one size fits all because that is not true at all. Um, And no matter how big your company is, there is a limit on how many sales they can make, which is exactly why you see companies like, um, like you see big companies that sell products, they diversify their products, right? Because, you know, at a certain point, there's only so many refrigerators you can sell. There's only 
so many like vacuums you can sell like the number is finite it is not infinite and so um the Mary Kay recruitment book the training book that I was talking about earlier um basically claims that you know the benefit of Mary Kay is that you can sell it anywhere you you can sell it anywhere you want there's no limits there's no territories um however like what that means is that you could have an oversaturation of the market in certain areas and so I think what the finance guy calls this is market cannibalism and so basically what that means is you're allowing too many consultants to sell in the same area and so there are too many salespeople and not enough customers and so that's another huge thing about pyramid schemes and oftentimes when people get recruited and I don't know how they find this information out I don't know if they're they obviously must record where their salespeople reside in and but I didn't I don't know if they release it out to their salespeople but anyways sometimes when I've seen this in some of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of when people reach out to others to kind of recruit them they'll say that they're in an untapped market and basically what that means is that there's no salespeople in the area that they're in and so they are you know best case scenario they are able to basically recruit their whole town um but it's like okay so now you've recruited everybody in your untapped market now what there's nobody else to recruit you can't go to the next market because it's not untapped um so yeah that's that's just something to keep in mind because really if you think about it um like that's like you know if i think about canada um that would be like having a tim hortons on if you're looking at an intersection you have a tim hortons on every corner on literally each corner of the intersection well how do you know which tims to go to like no none of those tims um are you know making a profit and you know they're not going to make equal profit either um and so that it would be the same for multi-level marketing you're not franchising yourself as they sometimes often claim that you are instead you are jumping into an oversaturated market and you're jumping into a finite market um now we can get to some of the juicy things so in some of my research i discovered the better business bureau i well, okay i didn't discover the better business bureau i always knew what it was but i forgot that they post like claims um and the resolutions that Mary Kay or other companies have provided. And so I found there wasn't a ton on Mary Kay, honestly. And I'm not sure if that's because they're settled privately um, and or if people just sort of let it fizzle. Like, I, I'm not really sure. There wasn't a ton. But, uh, which I was surprised about because Mary Kay has been around for a long time, like I said. Um, but this one that I'm going to read is very interesting. And so how they out how they um sort of outline it is the consumer complains so the consumer can be an actual client who just uses the makeup or the consumer could be um a uh uh like a salesperson um and then it also has a desired outcome so i think the person who makes the complaint basically fills out you know this is how i would like this issue to be resolved and then mary Kay has the opportunity 
to respond. Um, and so this first one here, so this woman says, I signed up to sell Mary Kay and was told for any reason I could return product. I had slash have several health, health issues and was unable to sell. So I returned over $6,000 in product and was told it was too late. So the items would be destroyed. When I asked if I could be returned, if any money could be returned, I never heard back. I feel like this is completely unfair, especially due to my health issues. Um, I can barely see. I've called a few times and did not get any responses. I would like to get some money back or at least the product I returned. So, so, so unfair. They did not live up to their policy. So I'm screwed out of at least four to $6,000. Mary Kay is a sham and they do not honor their policies. One thing I would like to highlight in this, other than the fact how horrible it is, is that this woman is saying that she had purchased $6,000 worth of product. So, like, just think about that. This woman had purchased from Mary Kay $6,000. So that's $6,000 guaranteed profit for Mary Kay. However, this woman is not guaranteed that $6,000 in return profit. And actually, now I'm just thinking about this. This is at a discounted retail price. So this would have been twelve grand. But again, saturated market. And people know Mary Kay now. Like Nobody wants to buy Mary Kay. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good quality makeup. People aren't raving about Mary Kay. You don't see big YouTubers on YouTube saying like, oh, bought this new Mary Kay eyeshadow palette today because it's very mediocre, like drugstore quality makeup for the price of high end. Anyways, I digress. So basically this woman is saying that her desired outcome um, is that she wants her money back for the returned product as their policy um, and or the product or she wants the product back. Um, and she spent $200 to send the money to them. So what she wants is either all of her money back or the product and the $200 that she spent to um, get the money or send the product back. So this is Mary Kay's response. Um, there's a lot of like technical things here. So uh, there's case numbers, where they are. So Dallas, Texas, that's where the headquarters of um, Mary Kay is. So, dear sir, madam, we are in receipt of your email dated June 14th, 2019. So, this is recent. This is like a, like a little over a year ago. Uh, regarding the above reference complaint, wherein Mrs. Blank, a former... They, they blank it out, not me. They blank out her name. A former Mary Kay independent beauty consultant claims that she is entitled to receive either a refund or replacement products equivalent to the amount of products she returned to Mary Kay. Additionally, she alleges that she contacted Mary Kay regarding this matter but did not receive a response. According to our records, Ms. Blank signed up to become an independent beauty consultant on or around March 16, 2017. It also appears the last time she purchased Mary Kay products from the company was on or around June 2015, 2017. June 15, 2017. Did I say that right? Um, according to the terms of the independent beauty consultant agreement, Ms. Blank signed the company agreed to repurchase at 90% of her original net cost, original unused products provided such items were purchased by her from the company within one year prior to their turn this generous policy has been recognized um as fair equitable blah 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 okay so let's take a pause there so 
this woman who has a disability bought product from March 2017 to June 2017 and she I don't know if she tried to sell it whatever it is what it is she's asking for it back now granted it is two years later and I do get that however in order to have a reputable company this is not starting off well speaking to someone who has a disability who was obviously like I said taken advantage of most likely because she was in a tough place potentially due to the disability maybe she just needed some extra cash whatever the reasoning is we can identify that this is a person who is a little slightly more vulnerable than others and was clearly taken advantage of and so now she's asking Mary Kay to just like please help She's saying, I would like my money back or, you know, recognizing, possibly recognizing that she's doing this two years later. If you're not going to give me my money back, please just send me the product back. And so they're basically saying, you were given a year, blah, blah, blah. They're kind of just outlining, you know, basically relaying the information back. So, um, and they're talking about some of their legal jargon. So the agreement also clearly states that the beauty consultant will be responsible for the shipment of the products back to the company in the event that a repurchase is made. According to our records, Ms. Blank contacted our repurchase department on or about August 24th, 2017 to inquire about the purchase, com- the repurchase policy. At the time, our customer service rep explained that she was able to return the products to the company on or before March 21st, 2018 in the retail amount of 62000 $6,218. At the time, they sent her a request or for a repurchase form, which also included this detailed information. Their records further indicate that on or about May 8th, 2019, over a year later, we received product from her. Um, she apparently... Uh, okay, so they received the product from her. Um, she included the repurchase form that was sent to her in March of 2018, um, we believe it's important to note the repurchase form she signed does state that any products returned to the company that are not eligible for repurchase will be deemed abandoned and cannot be returned. On May 9, 2018, after receiving her products, a repurchase representative attempted to contact her regarding the matter. However, she was unable to speak to Ms. Blank, so she left a detailed message. As of today's date, she has not returned our phone calls. Nevertheless, upon receipt of this complaint for your office, we made multiple attempts to contact her to discuss her concerns and once again explain the company's policy. Unfortunately, she did not return any of our calls. Um, whatever, now they're just kind of giving some jargon. They acted in accordance to their policies. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, and, and so this... <laughs> This goes on for quite a bit, and like I, I just really want to identify that and just clarify, like, this is a woman who's vulnerable and has a disability, and she mentions this in her response. There's a there's a few back and forth here. So, I, I get it. Like, I work for a large company, a corporate company. Um, I have an education in business. I fully understand a company's need to turn a profit. Um, you know, it's one of the necessary evils that we kind of experience in the world is large organizations taking over, turning profit, leaving people in their, in their dust. Um, however, again, reputationally, like this is a horrible, horrible transaction. 
Um, and I'll tell you why. So basically the consumer response. Um, the customer indicates that she does not accept the response from the business. She says, I've told the company that I have medical issues, which makes it hard to respond and deal with correspondence. Um, and then I guess her friend, her friend, she says that her friend also reached out to Mary Kay on behalf of her, um, in order to explain the same thing, because I guess as a, well, as this individual has a disability, it's hard for her to maintain a correspondence with Mary Kay. And so her friend has stepped up and said, you know what, I, and I'm assuming as an, an able-bodied person, will um, step up and I will help you. And so that's what this is saying is that this woman said that she struggles to maintain and, um, you know, handle the correspondence because of her disabilities. So her friend is doing it for her. And so what she says at the bottom here is that she feels that due to circumstances beyond her control, she should get something in return, even if it's the pro, even if it's the product. Um, and so, again they they just sort of um like repeat the same thing right um they say that in the form that she signed and again like i get it like i said i'm part of corporate america you have to understand that you know you sign certain things sometimes they suck but it says on the form Caution. Unfortunately, we cannot return any ineligible product that you submit for repurchase. Um, and I guess she signed that. Um, but, like it says, like, uh, we truly hope her affiliation with Mary Kay has been enriching as we never want anyone to walk away with anything but good feelings about the company. Like, what the fuck? Like, this woman is has this like uh, like, obviously is disabled and was taken advantage of. And this company is like, well... Sorry, and over what? Like a $4 billion company cannot return $6,000 worth of product? Like what? What is... I really feel for this woman. Um, and so... She's basically saying... Like this woman responds again. And I don't think Mary Kay responded back to this. This woman just says like, I do not accept anything. Um, if you were such a great company honoring women then you would understand that I have medical issues beyond my control and was unable to continue to sell their products. I was told about the policies, etc. I'm not stupid, I understand. But again, something could be offered. Otherwise, $6,000 was stolen from me and I don't appreciate that. So maybe it's time to have my attorney speak for me. As for the phone calls, I got two and both were returned with no answer from Mary Kay. So once again, um, this so-called women's company is just... They're, it's kind of hard to read these because they bleep some of the words out, but and so once again, this so-called women's company is just that because they cannot help resolve this issue hiding behind this policy and, and that we are human beings. So no, I do not accept what's being said. Okay. There was some, some grammatical errors and some spelling issues, but again, she's right. Like if you are a reputable company and you want to enrich women's lives and you want to empower them, you would not do absolutely nothing to assist a woman with a disability who was unable to sell your product because of said disability. And I think she's correct. I think like, you know, 
don't just say like we have a policy we can't offer you anything this woman bought six thousand dollars worth of your product like that's not chump change that's like quite a bit of money and i just think that I just think it's ridiculous that that's what they're hiding behind is that policy and they're refusing to help help women who can who struggle to help themselves and I just think that that is like so disgusting um so I'm gonna read uh one more sort of consumer complaint from the Better Business Bureau that's kind of all we have time for right now um this episode's already longer than I think I had originally planned for it to be, but it's hard, it's hard to not ramble when you sort of start to spiral through all of these things when you start to learn about pyramid schemes. So this is the second complaint. To whom it may concern, I'm a 21-year-old student in college and an independent Mary Kay consultant, and an independent Mary Kay consultant came to me to let me know that I should sell these products and that I'd become very rich and make millions. Well then pretty sure that's already illegal. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to make claims like that, but anyways. That is not the case, and about five months ago, I purchased the products to sell, and I was not able to do so, as consumers were not interested or the makeup really messed up their skin. My mom's skin was destroyed for two months after the products. I returned 90% of the products, and they said that I would only owe a small amount, about, about $50, but they told me I owed $800 back, which is totally wrong to lie and take advantage of me when I'm a college student and still paying for school. I do not have money for this total amount, as I did not put that money aside. This company lies, takes advantage of young women and college students. Basically, what I'm asking is that I get my money. I already paid into it, and they do not charge me, they do not charge me for the $800. This is why I'm putting this complaint on the Better Business Bureau. I would not recommend this company to anyone. The products ruin your skin. Don't put yourself through the situation ever. So, her desired outcome. Um, all my money I have put in for the company to erase the balance as they took advantage of me and lied to me. I do not have any contract. I do not have any contract they gave me in result of this. Okay, I'm not really clear on what that means. I think some of these women are honestly so angry when they write these that it's like hard to understand <laughs> what they're writing, which I get. I've been so furious sometimes that when you're just writing a complaint email you're like I don't even care like I'll just get this down but I think essentially what she's asking for is like she doesn't want to owe $800 so she's really just asking for them to get rid of this owing balance um and she's saying that they took advantage of her and that they lied to her um not 100% clear about the contract piece but let's see okay so okay so Mary Kay's response, again, they use a lot of dates, and I guess they have to to kind of cover their cover their asses during this sort of stuff. But we are in receipt of an email dated March 18th, 2019. Again, these are so recent. I didn't even know people were still, like, signing up to be Mary Kay consultants. Like, I, when I think of Mary Kay, I think of, like, my, my mother and, like, her age demographic and probably even older, maybe even my grandmother, to be honest. Um yeah because in the 80s my my mom would have been like young um and so I, I just think it's crazy that young people are still signing up for these um but you know not everybody is aware um anyways okay I digress so um so they're saying that this woman alleges that she's entitled to receive additional 
um, money that she purchased using her Chase Visa card. She alleges that the Mary Kay independent beauty consultant who introduced her to the Mary Kay opportunity said she would become very rich and make millions. According to our records, on or around January 19th, 2019, Mary Kay sent her a refund in the amount of $988. This represents 90% of the purchase price of the product she returned to the company. Okay, wait, pause. So, I don't know what the Mary Kay packages are. But I'm assuming they're not a thousand dollars, and so I'm assuming what they're saying is that she bought a bunch of products, and um, they equated to like a thousand or over a thousand dollars. But anyways, so this amount represents ninety percent of the purchase price of the products that she returned to the company, as referenced in the terms and conditions of her agreement. Um, Mary Kay's 90% repurchase policy is extensively communicated to the consultants, including but not limited to within, um, okay, so they are listing where all these are. Upon receipt of the complaint, we reached out to her to answer any additional questions she had regarding her repurchase amount. We also sent her a detailed calculation of the refund, which she confirmed she received. Um, Mary Kay, da, da, da. If returned, so they're just, like, listing... Um, their repurchase policy, essentially. So, um, this generous policy has been long recognized. So, again, the same stuff that they said above, that their generous return policy is recognized as, like, groundbreaking, essentially, within this community. So, they are saying, notably, this woman did not return a number of the products from her original order and has retained possession of that product. Therefore, we explained to her that she was not entitled to any additional monies. Um, regarding her allegations that she was told she would make become very... So, basically what they're responding to this um, poor 21-year-old college student is that they essentially reached out to... They reached out to this college student and they got the name of the woman who had contacted her and claimed that they would make that she would make all this money and they reached out to that consultant and this consultant of course deny 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 and this comment back is literally just saying like you know he said she said and you're a liar um and this was not the case um you know we did all we could we gave you back the 90 percent you said that you got it um And I, I guess that she's, they don't really address the $800. Does she still owe $800? That's really annoying. I would be super irritated if I was this young woman, especially being in college. When you're in college, I mean, for most people, anyone really, $800 is a lot of money. That's, <laughs> that's like not, you know, just chump change. It's like, that could be rent. It's a couple textbooks. Like, come on. That's horrible. But I think this says a lot about these these two situations alone. I think this says a lot about Mary Kay's, you know, they claim they enrich women's lives. You don't enrich women's lives. You're taking money from these women who are vulnerable and who most likely probably don't have this money. And they're putting their faith in you and their trust in you. And they're saying, okay, you're telling me that I will, you know, succeed. And what all the stuff that we just heard, we know that you won't. So... Women out there, 
if you're thinking of and men too, if you're thinking about joining Mary Kay, joining Mary Kay, please don't. You're not gonna make money. You're gonna try to send your stuff back, and they are just gonna stick the book at you and say, Well, our policy says this. And so all you're gonna get is the bare fucking minimum. And I think that's disgusting. Especially because they don't care. Their liability isn't with them anymore. The liability is with you. So why would they want that makeup back? I'm honestly so curious. Do we think that when people send money back, do you think they re- Mary Kay tries to resell it? Is that allowed? I guess does Sephora do that? Because Sephora has a really good return policy too. So I guess that's something to consider. That's, that's very interesting. Um, maybe it's unopened. I mean, that's not a crime. It's not the worst thing in the whole world. Um, but yeah, so don't fucking sell with Mary Kay. Don't sell with any pyramid schemes, but don't sell with Mary Kay, especially because they're one of the worst ones making people, um, like buy their product from them. Um, okay. That's all I have. I'm exhausted from talking about that. Talking about pyramid schemes is very exhausting. Um, I have an Instagram account created for this podcast and, um, there's, (laughs) there's nothing on it. Maybe I'll update it with a couple posts now that I have two podcast episodes. Um, but yeah, so it's called your pyramid scheme. You're more than welcome to follow it. Um, that's probably where I will communicate with anybody because, um, I, it's just easier that way. Um, and also please, so follow the account if you would like to, and then also please feel free to subscribe so that you get updated with the latest episode. I'm hoping that I will do it next week, but I might've said that last time too. Time just gets away from me. I work full time just as an FYI, and I'm also moving next weekend. So I'm hoping that I can get it done next week. That would be really nice. Um, but yeah, follow my Instagram account. Give me some constructive feedback on the Instagram account. This whole podcasting thing is a huge learning curve and I would love some constructive feedback on how to make it better, how to make it more engaging, you know, how to tell the story a little bit better about the pyramid schemes. Um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed my very first, not my very first episode, but the very first pyramid scheme that we tackled. And stay tuned for the next one. Okay. Bye, guys.